Welcome to the New Money Habits Podcast, where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Here are your hosts, Sarah Jones and Nino Villa. Welcome back, Budgeteers. Coach Nino Villa here. Alongside me, my partner on the airways, as always, it's Sarah Jones. Hi, Sarah. Hello, Nino. Happy Monday morning. We're recording on a Monday today. Yes. Happy Monday morning. It's a fresh new week. We're getting started. It's a fresh new week, but I suspect it's not a fresh new location. Where are you? You're still in Arizona, right? We are. We are. And um, just loving it here, honestly. It's, uh, It's one of our happy places and writing down and exploring all the new things and the free places to go that we had never heard of and never been to before. So that's always exciting. All right. Well, send some of those my way so that uh, <laughs> next date night, I have a good place to take the missus. Mm-hmm. I will for sure. Appreciate that. Well, um, let's kind of just dive in today. I, uh, I know that uh, we want to talk about this concept of transferring, consolidating, or moving uh, debt from like one thing to the next, because it's this time of year where lots of people get offers for 0% interest when you transfer your credit card debt from one credit card to another. And so we get a lot of questions about whether or not this is a good idea. Is this an effective way to pay off debt? And so let's unpack that today. Let's talk about transferring debt from one credit card to another, or even from credit card to like a personal loan, um, Mm. when it it means, you know, you can avoid or reduce some of the interest rate uh, that's being charged to that debt. Like, is this a good idea? Is it effective? If it is, why? And if it's not, why not? Mm. You up for that conversation today? I definitely am. I love these types of conversations. Fantastic. I hope our listeners are as well. Uh, but Sarah, I'll let you get us started. You know, in your uh, in your coaching professional opinion, where do you stand on transferring debt from, say, one credit card to another or even like consolidating it or doing something in hopes to reduce the interest rate? Mm. I wish I could say I'm all for it or I'm all against it and make it easy. Just a one, one, <laughs> one, one word answer, like go for it or don't. But the truth is, Nino, in my experience and, and the way I look at things, I think it depends. It depends on so many different things. Um, for me, it depends on how did you get in this position in the first place? What new habits, disciplines are you creating that you won't end up in this place again? Um, Is using debt to get out of debt, has that been a habit, a behavior of yours in the past? Um, Another one is, what's the plan for actually getting it paid off this time? Right, Because if you're not paying it off where it's currently at, then what's the plan for getting it paid off? Just because you're switching to a lower interest rate doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be able to pay it off easier. So a couple of thoughts that run through my head, and I wish it were a straightforward answer for me, but it's not. There's a lot of factors. 
there are so many factors and there's so much to unpack uh, with each one that you just mentioned. Um, like you, I wish I could just say, yeah, this is a great idea or no, this is a bad idea and here's why. You know, I think, let me start by saying, I wanna see everybody save money wherever possible. So better interest rates mean you're not going to spend as much in interest. And so from that perspective, of course, saving money, always a good idea. But you touched on something much more important than whether or not we are being charged 18% interest or eight. And that is, what are the habits that led you to where you are? And what are the habits that are going to actually make a difference and change your circumstances? I think those are where I'd like to really dive in and uh, kind of discuss what do we need to do behaviorally mm -hmm. uh, before we even decide whether or not to transfer debt or consolidate it? Hmm. Well, I think it goes back to what we always, always, always say, right? Is it starts with a plan. Mm. It starts with your money plan. Um, because you, unless you know, or until you know, what your true income is and what your true expenses are, it's very difficult to say, yes, I can pay something off if I transfer it to a zero balance or yes, if I consolidate these, I can pay it off. You don't actually know that until you know what your true numbers are. So what's your income? What are your expenses? How does your money plan look? That is step number one in my book, always. Always, I want to know exactly where I'm sitting as things stand today. Then I can go through and determine, okay, now what habits, right? How did I get to this point? What was I doing? Where did this money go? What did I spend all of this money on that, that landed me in these high interest credit cards or high interest loans, right? What, what are they? What, what was their purpose and how did I end up there? Yep. Yeah, under, understanding like how you got to be where you are is a very important first step. Um, you know, why are you using high interest credit cards? Is it to satisfy impulse uh, purchases, things that you want right now but don't have the money for? Is it um, that maybe you don't have an adequate peace of mind fund or otherwise known as an emergency fund? And so an emergency arose and you turn to credit cards in that particular uh, scenario. So understanding how is it that I got where I am to begin with is an incredibly important first step before making any decision on um, how you're going to move forward. Because I think it's really, really important that you have to come to a place and I'm, I'm going to be incredibly transparent and honest in this moment. I messed up in 2022 and I myself um, went against one of the, the core principles uh, of, of managing money well, in my opinion, and that is don't take on new debt. As many of you have heard, uh, in, if you've been listening to this show, you know that my wife and I uh, leased a vehicle, so we got ourselves back into debt. And before we leased the vehicle, there was another vehicle uh, that needed repairs. And so we were using credit to uh, 
up to front load uh, that those expenses and then had to pay our way through those. And, uh, and we're feeling the effects of that. It, it's our money situation is still a good one, but boy, oh boy, I preach don't take on new debt. And I went against my own uh, teaching and, uh, and I don't like it. It feels grimy. Mm. Mm. Interesting. And mm. I think it's, I love that you shared that, Nino, because I think that we all some, we all do things that go against what we believe in once in a while. Right. We all. And I think it's a good reminder for us. I think it's a good reflection point. Right. It's a good place to say, you know what, this is why we got to this point. Right. And and I don't like the way I feel. And this is why we would work so hard in the first place. Right. And and I think it's just a good reminder. I think the universe sends us these reminders once in a while to allow us to really see because we become very comfortable with where we're at. Right. And there's it's okay. Right. The universe is here. We're always supported. It's always got our back. Right. And so knowing that, hey, lessons come around because we didn't learn everything the first go around. So here's my chance to learn because I I don't want to feel this way. Right. The facts, regardless if it put you in a really difficult position or it just feels ecky, the 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 lesson is still the same. Right. That you have different choices that you can make going forward. And I think it's um I, I, I have these lessons thrown at me quite often, actually, and, and it's just my reminder and say, dang, Sarah, you knew this, you get it, you went against what you really believed and what you really knew, and here's why. Yeah. And here's what you can do in the future. Yeah. You know, I will, I'll add that, like, so for, for instance, the, um, the repairs to the, the car that we replaced, you know, um. I'm still all about using credit wisely. Like if you're going to use credit, use it wisely. It was, uh, all the repairs were done under a zero interest financing, right? And and to date, I haven't been charged any interest. And so, and we'll get it paid off without paying any interest. But imagine if I was being charged interest on top of just mm-hmm. the, so if, if, if it was subjected to like 15, 18, 20% interest, I'd be beat myself up even more. And I bring it up to bring back this, this principle of one, you need to know how you got to where you are, but two, you have to make a commitment that you're not going to take on new debt before you can consolidate something to 0% or, or, you know, transfer it from one card to the next or consolidate it or do any of those things. You kind of have to make a commitment that, I'm not like I need to change the behaviors that got me here so that I don't consolidate this, move it over to this other card and then turn back to that same credit card and rack it up again. Right. So Mm -hmm. recognizing how I got where I am and understanding, okay, well, now I need to make a commitment that I'm not going to take on any new debt is just just a starting point to answering the question of whether or not to consolidate or transfer debt from one vehicle to the next. Because at the end of the day, that's all you're doing. So you're transferring it. It's an right. eggshell game. And so you had a question earlier, which is, I think, the next important point, which is what's going to be different once you change it that's going to mm-hmm. allow you to pay it off if you haven't paid it off to date? Mm-hmm. And I love that question, right? Because 
if I haven't been able and I feel icky about making the payments, and let's just be, I, I think I want to be really clear here. I think that we use the interest part of it to justify why we're not making progress. Mm-hmm. Now, I know interest, especially on high interest, I know it accrues. And I know that you can be making the minimum payments and you're not making a whole lot of progress. The issue is not the interest. The issue is your balance. The issue is, is you used this, right? And you're carrying a balance on this card. And so we, a lot of times we transfer some of the responsibility or sometimes we transfer, you know, the, the, to make ourselves feel better. We blame it on the interest and really doesn't matter how much interest your card has if there's not a balance on the card. Mm. So we have to really look at it the way that it is, right? If you've got a balance, then you're subject to the interest that the card has. All credit cards, in my experience, have high interest rates. They might give you a promotional, you know, 0% interest, but all credit cards have, a, a, in my experience, again, a pretty high interest. So, um, and I do look at, you know, like, am I using debt to get out of debt, right? So you're not using a loan. While it's a loan, let's call it as it is, right? It's debt to get out of debt. If you're consolidating, it's still that debt. It's still, all those balances are still there. They may look a little bit different, but they're still there. They haven't gone anywhere. You haven't gotten rid of anything. Mm-hmm. And to your point, you know, it's, the debt is still there, right? Yeah. It, 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 it hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah. I have a, uh, a client, a couple that I work with that, um, the misses in that relationship really gets that really understands the point that you were just making about the debt hasn't gone away. So they were able to refinance a, a couple of years back when interest rates were really, really low and they got a, a smoking interest rate of 1.75%. Uh, but part of that balance, part of what is now their mortgage really at one point was somewhere around 150 or $200,000 worth of consumer debt. Mm. And so when they refinanced and they had refinanced, I mean, I don't, I don't know that all this detail is, is incredibly important, but I just like the transparency of it. They had refinanced the house prior to, to meeting with me where they had already consolidated. So like maybe they owed about 200 on the house then they consolidate, or you know, they took out money to pay off, mm-hmm. and uh, and so it got the balance got up to around four hundred, and it's the four hundred that was then refinanced to get down to the lower interest rate. But but when the misses of that couple looks at that balance of four hundred thousand dollars on the mortgage, she knows she does not lose sight of that is not mm-hmm. our house, one hundred and fifty or so of that is consumer debt, credit cards, mm. maybe a car loan in there, and some other things that it's like, we made a big old mess. And yeah, we can feel a little bit better about we consolidated it into the uh, the mortgage and at a really low interest rate. But the thing that really changed everything for them is when we first sat down um, and and discussed like, what was the behavior that led to that one hundred and fifty thousand dollars 
in consumer debt and what needs to change. And, and we identify the same things we're talking about today, which is uh, not having a plan, a lot of impulse or just kind of moving through life with less intention than desired. But most importantly, they realized we, we need to make a commitment to not taking on any new debt. And that really was the behavior that shifted their financial uh, perspective and their financial situation. Mm, that's powerful. It's a powerful story, right? When we really look at all the components, because it's more than just the dollars, right? So if we really look at all the components of it, how, how she feels every time she looks at that, sounds like it's a good reminder of, hey, I don't want to be in that spot again. I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to allow us, you know, to, to make those same choices again, because it didn't lead to something that we feel really good about, right? And so what do we need to do now so that we don't ever get to that point, right? So we can prevent any of that from happening again. I really love that um, when we look at all the components of where we're at, right? Um <clears throat> And, you know, we've mentioned before, but sometimes life really throws us some, I don't know of another way to say it, just some shit things, right? That, that life can just pile on sometimes and it really just throws us these, these things that we cannot completely plan for everything. And I definitely know what it's like to have, you know, just pile after pile after pile of unexpected things get thrown at you and, and feeling, uh, this, a feeling of sometimes despair, you know, like, and, and looking for a way to get out of it because I, I didn't do some of these things. A lot of these things weren't my fault. Right. And that's not a victim mindset. That's, you know, unexpected medical expenses and surgeries, right. That, and, you know, deductibles and, and I've shared before, I won't go through the whole story, but there was a, a, a year of my life that just a lot of things happened all at once. And some of them were not necessarily, and I'll use air quotes here, not necessarily my fault. You know, I, I couldn't have planned all of these medical things that happened. And even though we had some savings at that time, we weren't super great on our, you know, our, on our money habits and everything. And I didn't have necessarily a peace of mind fund. We did have a savings, but it didn't have enough to cover all the out-of-pocket expenses for all of our medical that happened very close together. And so we found ourselves with a lot of debt and there was a lot of other things that kind of happened at that time that piled on. And I'm sharing a little bit of this to, to let you guys know that in that time, in that mind frame that I was, in that mindset that I had at that time, I definitely was looking like, how can we how can I consolidate this? How can I, because it felt very overwhelming for this payment and this one and this one. And, you know, it just felt like a lot. And how are we going to get through it? What I've learned since then is that, again, everything that we've been talking about here today is that I have to have a plan to know how I'm going to pay it off and, and feel good about that, right? Knowing that I know that I can call these places and, and whether I'm looking at a personal loan to consolidate, you know, if there's a lot of high interest, whether I'm looking at negotiating some of these expenses and balances, whether I am looking at transferring some of the credit card debt to a 0% interest, right? I have to know how I'm going to pay it off 
regardless if it's one payment or it's six. Right? I have to know what that looks like. And for me, that brings in peace of mind knowing, okay, I really do have a plan. I'm not leaving it up to chance because chance is already proven that it's going to throw you all the curveballs and all the yucky stuff that we don't want. Right? So put together a plan. And, and I also look, what have I done in the past? Right? What worked? Have I used? Has it been a cycle of life throwing me all these unexpected things, using credit cards, using loans, using, you know, these to get out of those situations and then consolidating, transferring, right? Do I, do I, um, transfer these now to a 0% interest? So you're establishing patterns of behavior, right? If you always seem to find yourself in this mess every couple of years, and I'll call it a mess because it is, and you're always looking for a way to consolidate or you're always looking for a way to, you know, move your balances to 0% or lower interest, then that's where the, ha the habits and behaviors really come into play here because you're not doing, you're not helping yourself out. You're doing absolutely nothing to further and, and to put yourself in a better situation if these are patterns of behaviors that are not, because they're clearly not working. Yeah. I, um sat down and had a uh, conversation with somebody a few months ago where we identified that very thing. Um, she uh, found her, like she noticed there was this cycle of I refinanced the house. I took some money out. I paid off all of my consumer debt, my credit cards, whatever. And so now my mortgage payment's a little bit higher, but manageable. But then I didn't do anything to address the behavior. So then I started traveling again and whatnot and mm -hmm. didn't have the money to do it, didn't have a plan for it. So the expenses piled up again. And here I am, you know, 18 months later, I'm refinancing the house again taking money mm. out and so she identified like this 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 cycle that you are actually talking about where it's i i refinanced to eliminate only to charge up again to refinance to eliminate only to charge up again to, and i think i she identified maybe two or three refinances over the course of like the last five years or so mm. and so now she's alarmed. Now she's starting to realize, whoa. And in that conversation, we just talked about like, you can still do all the things you want to do. You just have to have a better plan for how you're doing them because that's mm -hmm. what's missing here, right? And so we talked about like, well, what could that plan look like? If, the, if it's travel and you kind of know like you want to take one big trip a year and if you kind of know that that's about $10,000 or so, her income allows for her to sock away a thousand dollars, but because that's not what she was focused on, she wasn't doing that. So that thousand dollars is being kind of just blown on other things, but then she's still spending $10,000 on a credit card to travel. And so it just, I think you can start to see the, the picture I'm illustrating, but she had so many aha moments about this cycle of, uh, of routine and habit that she was in that she was like, okay, I, I want and need to break this. Mm -hmm. 
I think it's such a powerful place to be when you recognize those things, right? Um, and here's something to consider, you know, something that I, I've shared with a couple of my clients lately. <clears throat> and the reason why this, I think, has come to mind, because, Nino, you talk so much about not splitting up, you know, and, and not um, diverting your focus to so many different things, right? Keep your focus in one area. So, for example, if it's debt payoff, then, you know, focus there. Um, if it's, you know, some sinking funds, then focus there, you know, and, and not splitting your focus so much. One thing when I am looking and, and that's come up, come up for me over the past week or so is that when we look at when we have a lot of debt, especially if these are, you know, patterns of behavior where we're refinancing and, you know, looking at ways to consolidate our debt, look at how much energy that takes and how much work you have to do today to pay for everything that happened yesterday, right, in the past and you're also having to work today for today. And you're also having to work today for tomorrow, right? Because we're putting our, our peace of mind fund and there are some sinking funds. and we're so, so your focus is split three ways. And that's a lot of energy to expel, right? When our, our focus is so split. And when you are constantly looking at ways to, again, reduce interest, transfer balances, take out a loan, consolidate, refinance. That's a lot of energy, in my opinion, that quite frankly, I think most people would rather be putting towards something that's enjoyable. Because I don't know anybody that finds those types of um, expenditures enjoyable. Nobody really likes doing that, right? So that's a lot of energy that you're having to expend for something that's not enjoyable, wouldn't it be nice to focus on new habits? Wouldn't it be nice to focus on new behaviors and new disciplines, especially in this new year, right? Creating your new money habits to go forward so you can use that energy to, for something that is enjoyable, something that's fun, something that brings peace of mind to your life. And, and can, so let's put that in perspective in a, in a hard and fast example. Let's take... This woman's example of um, an annual trip, you know, usually abroad, right? Like overseas, great trip, $10,000, right? She goes and she enjoys the trip, but because of the way she paid for it, she comes back and, and now there's regret or remorse or just whatever, whatever negative feeling you can think of that shouldn't exist because you just had like this great trip, right? So I was telling her about how like when you travel, you'd still use your credit card. But what I want to help you do is I want to help you to establish a habit where you're saving up the money and you have $10,000 before you even get on the plane. So that when you use the card for airfare and, and lodging and all that stuff, <clears throat> That when you come back, you already have the cash in the bank, ready to just pay the credit card, and it's done. So to your point about like doing something that's more enjoyable, think about in, in scenario A, you go on this great trip, and the trip was enjoyable, but you're now you come home and you have the credit card mess to deal with. In scenario B, you're saving up over time for that trip, 
And every time you transfer that $1,000 from the checking account to the savings account, the savings account is labeled Europe trip. To your point, that's enjoyable. I'm funding, I'm putting money in to this Europe trip that I'm going to take or whatever the case may be. But you can have the exact same, uh, I mean, usually the word experience, but I don't mean experience from like the terms of like what you experience. Like it, it could be the same event, traveling. Mm -hmm. And that traveling can be more enjoyable when you're putting money into an account and funding it over time, and you're looking forward to something instead of looking backwards at, wow, did I really need to spend that much on the hotel room? When you're putting money away for a trip, you're not nearly as concerned about whether or not you spent $250 a night on a hotel room or $500 a night on a hotel room. Like It, it, it matters less to you. But when you put it on a credit card and you come back home to it and you're looking backwards and you're feeling regret and remorse, you're like, man, couldn't maybe I could have found a cheaper place to stay at, or maybe I didn't need to spend that much money on whatever. And it's like, now you're diminishing the experience that you had and you can make this, I was going to say simple shift. It is not simple. Mm. You can make this shift and you could actually enjoy the process leading up to the trip and then enjoy the trip and then come home and still feel great about the trip. Yes. So much, yes. And also, was the trip worth paying on for 30 years? Because that's what she's doing by refinancing, right? Mm, was the yeah. trip worth it for paying for 30 years? Mm. Mm, boy, I don't know, Nino, if there's anything in my life that... I mean, I know we, we talk mortgages are 30 years, but but I'm living in it every day and I'm going to use that justification, you know, and, but is a trip really worth paying? Would you pay 30 years on a trip? Ask yourself that first, maybe. Would I pay for this for 30 years? I, now, I don't mean this for our listeners, tongue in cheek, right? <laughs> but I do mean it for the, the culture in the United States. I think if people were like, wait, I can take a $10,000 trip and I don't have to pay, you know, uh, a little bit each month for the next 30 years, I think too many people would sign up for it. Really? I think so. I in think our culture, not our listeners, not our listeners, <laughs> but in our culture, hmm. um, you know, think, I mean, just think about some of the things that we've done that to. The, the, um, the craze of the smartphone. Mm. I, think about it for a second. I mean, we used to buy cellular devices for what? 50 bucks? 80 right. bucks? $120 got you like a really nice phone and you're like, <laughs> look at this. Now, it's a $1,200 phone. Because the, the company's who sell these products realized people will pay payments on nearly anything. And think about it. A phone is an interest-free payment, right? Like they're not charging you interest. They're just taking the price of the phone and dividing it normally by 24 months. So you take your $1,200 and you divide it by 24 months. And all of a sudden, what you only want $50 a month from me? Cause 
that's the culture we live in. We used to pay $50 for a phone. Now we pay $50 a month for a phone. I, I see your point. I see your point. I'm really hoping, and we know that it's not our listeners that are thinking that way. And maybe I need to rethink this. That's a really good point. I hadn't considered that. And, and I guess I'm just going to throw out there that I hope nobody wants to take a trip that you don't actually think you don't actually want to pay on a trip, one trip. Now you add up, I don't know. The right. thought of that to me, it, it makes me nauseous. I'm not yeah. going to lie. <laughs> it's a compounding effect, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. no, your point is well taken too, where it's, I, I, I think a reasonable person thinking about things reasonably would say, there's no way that I want to take a trip today and I want to continue paying on it for the next 30 years. Because mm -hmm. then to your point, like the, the compounding effect, if I do it again next year and I'm paying on that one for 30 years, like, like when does it ever stop? Right. And, yeah. So your point is well taken where it's all like, I seriously hope the answer would be no. I fear that people have gotten <laughs> a little mm. unattached from the reality of their finances. Again, not our listeners. And maybe some of our new listeners are like, whoa, wait, I actually need to hear this. Like, mm -hmm. wow. Um, boy, I didn't even think of it like that. Um, but that's what we're here for is to right. <laughs> help kind of illuminate these conversations. Talk about the things that most people are not talking about. It is fantastic. The number of people who actually want to listen to us talk about it. We appreciate you greatly. Right. We do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, Nino, I, I think, you know, I don't know that we necessarily got off topic a lot, but I, I, it, I love where these conversations go so much of the time, right? Because it just shows how involved money and finances are in our entire life, right? In every choice, really, in every decision that we make and in all of our thoughts and all of our behaviors, money plays a, 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 a piece of all of those, right? There's a piece of it in everything. And, and um, I love where these conversations always go because it's never, in my opinion, a really simple answer, yes or no, right? There's always a lot of things to consider because everybody's situation is, is different. And that's what I love about how we talk about money, right? Is that it is very personal um, and we're not cookie cutter approach to anything here. That's right. That is right. No cookie cutter approach. We do have some principles that we live by. We think everybody should have a plan. Um, we think this plan should be customized to your situation so you'll actually work it. Um, but then it becomes very, uh, very unique to each and every person. So, um, yeah, I enjoy our conversations as well. I think we have, um, I think we've kind of unpacked that the idea of consolidating debt or transferring debt, uh, for the, in the interest of better interest, I think we, I think we have kind of unpacked that. Um, but I, I encourage our listeners if you have questions, um, or you know, 
you have thoughts about this, you can always email us at podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. You can visit our website for some helpful tools there and you can schedule time with Sarah or myself by visiting the show notes and uh, getting uh, time on one of our calendars. Um, but I, I, another great conversation. I agree. I agree. Well, then I will wrap it up there and uh, we'll continue our conversation next time. Thank you for listening to the New Money Habits podcast brought to you by New Money Habits and Keeping Up with the Joneses Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our host by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.